Are we recording right now? Yeah. Oh my God, fun. Okay. This voice is Hannah. And this voice is Marissa. Also, would probably am, is, are turned on by it. Hearts or Housekeep? Yeah. Of course. Doesn't actually no. make a ton of sense. No. What are you doing? Are you talking to yourself? <gasps> oh my God, I already hate this story. You know what? I'm okay with that. Because I just thought you could like bleed suddenly yeah. at any good moment. <laughs> my erotic fan fiction isn't fucking interesting enough for you. Hello, you're listening to the Tell Us More podcast. Yeah, oh, that's really cute. Her flower crown was so big. Anyways, sorry. Uh -huh. The bigger the flower flower crown, the closer more to God. Yeah, and oh. the more influence Pinterest has on you. Ugh. Ugh. I tried to get into Pinterest, but you never liked it. I just like. Sometimes I want to be the girl that likes mason jars, and but I have to accept the fact that I'm the girl that would use mason jars to store illegal substances, not. <laughs> Put juice in at a party. Um, I love a good mason jar to drink out of. Like a good, just size glass mason jar. But you know, like the mason jars that are very Pinteresty. Well, yeah. But I don't think that you have to do every single thing on Pinterest in order to enjoy it. I like to um, eat, 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 eat apples and bananas. <laughs> I'm really glad you knew where that was going. Um, that would have been stressful if I had to explain what I was fucking talking about. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. We didn't have an episode last week. Why was that? It was my birthday! Ooh. And we were busy enjoying celebrating me. Yes, we went axe throwing, which was amazing. Was I would highly Christmas. recommend Flannel Jack in St. Paul. I got a really good Groupon. Not, yeah, non-sponsored. Yeah. Paid, we paid for that. But also not sponsored by Groupon. <laughs> also not sponsored by them. We don't have any sponsors. We are quite small. <laughs> Please be our sponsor. Yeah, so my birthday was pretty fun. Threw some axes. Got a lot of anger out. I... It is surprising. It's like, it's the same vibe as like playing bags with your friends, except for it's throwing a heavy object and it gets a lot. It's like kickboxing in bags, I yeah. feel like. Throwing shit is actually really fucking fun. I highly right. recommend throwing shit at, a, at an appropriate target. Don't just, like, throw an axe at just anybody. No. That would be rude. And also probably put a damper on the birthday party. Probably. A good way to ruin a birthday party is to murder someone. If you were wondering. Just one of many ways we can help you ruin a birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the first way to ruin a birthday party... Murder. Murder. Melita. What did we do after the spelling bee? We went to Bill and Dale Tap House. Oh. And took really cool pictures. We did. Marissa and Brittany are revamping their Instagrams. How's that going? <laughs> you, you sound, the way you're talking to me, you sound like the least interested interviewer. Of oh all no, time. I'm very interested. So you're revamping your Instagram. Tell me about that. How's that going? It's going really great. I downloaded the preview app uh, because I'm really vain and I need uh, validation online to feel good about myself. Same. Um, I just posted a picture that you cropped for me. Oh, so far I just posted already up to eight likes. Cool. We Ooh, love a strong A middle start. of the day post. And, uh, it was edgy. It was a... Uh, I haven't even posted it yet. What was your caption? Uh, Enlighten us. Enlighten us. I actually didn't have one yet. I was just really excited to post it, so I'll go back and edit it later. Oh my god. You posted sans caption? I posted sans caption. That's a bold move. And sans hashtag, which goes oh against everything. What a rebel. <clears throat> a rebel without a cause, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Rissa, doing Instagram her way since a couple days ago. Since two days ago. Since two days Since ago. she turned 26. I am a new woman. Since I turned 26, I'm really taking Instagram seriously. It should probably be the other way around. 
No. But uh, no, you're 26, you're an adult, you can take anything seriously that you want. That's I, the best part of being an adult. Exactly. And I am creating a brand right now because I'm <laughs> famous in I'm my super head. famous. In my head, I'm famous. Okay. I don't think we have anything else to talk about, do we? I mean, mm -hmm. we did your birthday. Mm-hmm. It's a hoot and a half. It's also super, well, I guess we could say it's super early in the morning that we're recording. It's 11. 12. I'm just now eating, like I just took my pills. Oh, Because wow. I have depression. Seasonal depression. And by seasonal, I mean all the time, every season. Every season, I have it. Every season, I'm depressed. So, that's <clears throat> haven't kicked in yet, I guess. I'll get peppier as the uh, episode goes on. I just woke up. Right. So, that's why my voice has so much vocal fry. Vocal mm. fry. So much vocal fry. Um, also, I'm eating an egg scramble, so... How is that thing that you found in the freezer? It's kind of... It's all right. I just need to have something in my stomach to take my pills. Got it. So. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. I'm making coffee, and then we can start our stories. I you didn't already make it? No, I thought I did. Oh. I just never pushed the button. Do you ever do that? I do it constantly. I put mm -hmm. my coffee cup in there, and then I don't actually hit the button. The other day at work, I hit the button and didn't put my coffee cup in there so then it just started spewing coffee everywhere yeah. do you guys have a keurig at work oh my god we have seven million keurigs at work okay. every floor has two kitchens and they each have a keurig and then some of the floors have or some of the kitchens have two keurigs and we have a fountain pop thing on the ninth floor that has barks root beer and it is literally they're going to have to drag my cold dead body out of capella i am never leaving my God. I adore my job. <laughs> I thought we had it good. Also, we have 25 cent um, cans. Oh, we do too. Yeah. Oh, so at least we have that. There you go. There you go. And we have those cool vending machines that can take a credit card at least. Which I thought of years ago. And then finally they started coming to fruition. And it's like, where is where are my royalties? I came up with that idea. I can pull up that tweet. Wait, what did you come up with? Yeah. Vending machines with credit cards. You came up with vending machines with credit cards. Yes, I did. I came up with that idea. Okay. I tweeted it many moons ago. Okay. Back when I was a frustrated sophomore in college, Sarah and I would literally pretty much fucking empty out the vending machines ourselves. Yeah. And the ones that we had to use didn't, like, like we could only use cash. Yeah. And we were like, this is super inconvenient and stupid. We should be able to use our cards. So you and Sarah came up with it. Well, it was more so, it was me, she was there. <laughs> it was, I, I can assure you, I was the brains of the operation. I was the one that got the fattest during that time. I gained 30 pounds, she probably gained like 15. So I think I know what I'm talking about when it comes to vending machines. I don't think that you can just claim weight <laughs> as your knowledge. <laughs> like, I clearly use the vending machines more. Alright, well... Now that we're on that topic of vending machines, let's talk about something completely different. Okay. We might we might swing back around to this later. <laughs> Is your story about the inventor of vending machines? <laughs> no, but it should be. Okay. I kind of wish it was. I do. <laughs> what a way. Okay, so... I'm going to go first this week, um, and mine is short because Marissa told me that hers is long, and also I forgot my original one that I was going to do today in my work backpack. Also, this is season two, episode ten. You're here with Marissa and Hannah Hartzler. And this is criminal. <laughs> this is not criminal. By Phoebe Judge. This is the opposite of criminal. Um, this is kind of the opposite of criminal because we talk about people that are like, well, 
We do sometimes talk about people. <laughs> we can talk about whatever we want to talk about. Because Phoebe Judge kind of talks about whatever she wants to talk about. No, this That's is my true. turkey. Sorry, I didn't want to Have make... you ever seen that show that I told you and Sarah to watch? The um, Trixie and Katya? Sarah loves that show. It's literally my favorite thing. And at the beginning, they talk about how they can talk about whatever they want. Because it's our show, not yours. <laughs> that is... A motto that literally everybody should uh, adopt anyway. If you guys enjoy drag queens and you want to just <clears throat> smile for a little bit, go watch Trixie Mattel and Katya. Uh, you don't need to type her last name. It's some crazy Russian shit. And then just type, oh, which is spelled E-U-N-G-G-H, I think. What was that noise again? Oh, it's the title of their show. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still eating. It's just a moan. Um, but anyways, that they have like 50 million shows on there and... Um, it's just hilarious. Good time fun. I love drag queens. Hilarity yeah. ensues. Um, Ben the other day asked me if I had seen all the episodes of Most Popular Girls in School. Oh my god! I have. And I literally was like, no, but I told Marissa to start watching it and then she binge watched all the episodes in like three days. <laughs> and he was like, I think I kind of did the same thing. I take your suggestions very seriously. Oh my god. Well, you should. I, I, I enjoy good content. <laughs> And our listeners enjoy good content. Clearly. <laughs> so I don't know why they're listening to this, but... <laughs> well, they might be It'll related. get there. They're hanging they, on. They might be related to us. Um, <laughs> okay, so I'm going to talk about... Oh, fuck. I only refer to her by her last name. Let me just look up her first name really quickly. Jackie. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da, Jackie. All right. Jackie... Her name is Jackie Spear, I think is how you pronounce it. It's S-P-E-I-E-R. Spear? 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 Um, I think it's Spear only because my mom actually suggested I do this one. So shout out to Liz. Um, our sponsor. Our sponsor. <laughs> because uh, there's been a lot of political stuff happening lately. I don't know if you've noticed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the political climate is... Um, it's testy. <laughs> testy. <A> fiery. <laughs> um... So my mom actually suggested I do this. So uh, Jackie Spear was born in 1950 in San Francisco and grew up in an apolitical family. Her mother was of Armenian descent and a survivor of the Armenian genocide, while her father was an immigrant from Germany. Spear entered politics by serving as a congressional staffer for Congressman Leo Ryan. Spear was a number, or Spear was part of his November 1978 fact-finding mission organized to investigate allegations of human rights abuses by Jim Jones Mm. and the People's Temple followers, almost all of whom were American citizens who had moved to Jonestown, Guyana? 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 I don't know. (laughs) I think it's Guyana. I don't think it's Guyana. I know there's a Ghana because we, a girl. Yeah, but that's like Mm G-H-A-N-A. This is G-U-Y-A-N-A. Wow, we're great at words. I can show up my mouthful. <laughs> also that. Um, hold on, let me just open Wikipedia really quick. Uh, pronounced guy, as if that fucking helps. We go to the pronounced things, and they're like, it's pronounced mm-hmm. G A R apostrophe A semicolon N upside down E. As like, if I'm some sort of linguist that's supposed to know what those symbols represent. Right. Well, and sometimes with the spelling bee, they fucking like, say the wrong thing. Also, one of our words for the spelling bee last night was <clears throat> de- de- decolletage. De- decolletage. And the sentence was, 
I decoupaged my decolletage, <laughs> and I was like, why are we trying to be assholes? Because we're a trivia mafia. Also, I think Chuck writes them, and he's insanely intelligent, so I'm sure he doesn't even realize how fucking smart those sentences are, because he's just very, very smart. Chuck writes them? I think it's Chuck that get, writes them, yeah. My God. He was <clears> mad <throat> at the round wonders yesterday. Yeah. It's either Chuck or this other guy, but... Guyana. Guyana. Oh, was I right? No, you said okay. Guyana. <laughs> Guyana. That's a bad memory. That okay. Was I right? <laughs> no. no. Not what you said at all. Uh, okay, so all of, almost all of whom? Jonestown, Jim Jones, and the People's Temple. Almost all of whom were American citizens who had moved to Jonestown, Guyana with Jones in 1977 and 1978. So Jackie Spear was one of two members of the mission that made wills before traveling to Jonestown. Will, like a legal document. Mm -hmm. That might foreshadow what happens there. Uh, Several People's Temple members ambushed the investigative team. So she basically went down with this congressman, Ryan. I think he was a congressman. Um, Yeah, Leo Ryan. So she went down with him. She was part of this investigative team. They went down to just kind of figure out what was going on in Guyana. Yes. um, Or in Jonestown. And so then, while they pulled up, uh, People's Temple members ambushed the investigative team and others boarding the plane. So this was, like, after they had gone into Jonestown. They had, like, talked to the people, apparently. I don't know. Did some investigating. I don't know. I think they were trying to help people that, like, wanted to get out. Yes. Like, giving them a way out. Which is the opposite of what cult leaders want. Yeah, Jim Jones was not happy. I... I have a question. I was what? I was because you're the leading expert in cult I love studies. A question. <laughs> I was just wondering. Do you think is it illegal to be in a cult? I don't think so. Okay, but I'm not sure if, because there's that whole thing of they don't ever call it a cult. It's a family or it's a it's a temple or church or like okay. the people actually in it. There's loopholes. Yeah, I feel like I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's not like. How would they pass a bill that's like, it's illegal for you to join a club, essentially, is what that is. <laughs> True. We never know in this day and age. Especially when you could be like, you would have to be like, you can't join this club because they have homicidal tendencies. <laughs> like, there's it's, something wrong with your club. It's for your safety. <laughs> you cannot have a homicide club. Right? Just because you're in a club doesn't mean you can murder. Uh, murder clubs are the worst. <laughs> They're just the worst. Unless all you do is talk about murder. Oh, yeah. No. You can discuss. Right. Other murders that have already happened, but if you talk about what's it called, premeditated, you can't premeditate that murder, honey. Honey, honey, <laughs> oh honey, oh honey, no premeditated murders here. Um. Okay, so the Jonestown people were pissed apparently, and they were trying to like get back. The investigative team was trying to get back on the airplane. Um. They ambushed the investigative team and others boarding the plane to leave Johnstown. So that's what makes me think that they were bringing some people home, was that it was, like, the team and yeah. others. Um, and I'm assuming that all. when you joined this cult club, this club, um, you probably said, like, you weren't going to leave, I'm sure. I'm sure you had to sign a document in your blood. Right. And be like, I promise to stay forever and ever yeah. and be friends forever. That, that is the that's, Girl Scout law. That's the motto of a, of a quote is, I promise to stay and be friends forever and ever. Ever and ever. And never leave. You can't um, break that sort of pinky promise. Right, because now people are attacking you. So, the plane was planning to leave November 18th. Five people died, including Congressman Ryan. So, oh. the one that went down, she went down there with. 
Um, while Jackie Spear was trying to shield herself from a rifle and shotgun fire, she hid behind a small airplane, like the small airplane wheels with the other team members, and she was shot five times and waited 22 hours before help arrived. Yeah. And then that same day, over 900 remaining members of the People's Temple died in Jonestown and Georgetown in a mass murder-suicide. So that's the day that that happened. This team, this woman was down there, like, getting shot. She got shot five times. Like, this is all happening. And then that day, they all decide to drink that Kool-Aid. Oh, damn. Does she lie? <laughs> well, it's not. That's. I mean, that would be a very short story. <laughs> well, I don't know. You said it was short. That's funny. Um, no, she is alive. Long story short, she tried. She died. <laughs> and that's the end of that. That's it. No. Moving on. Um, Obesity. Obesity! <laughs> no. Uh, August 16th, 2017, Spear advocated for the use of... Oh, okay, I meant to put a space in here. So that's the reason mom told me to go into it because she was like... Or to like look it up because she has this weird connection to this cult, which Ooh, obviously... Your means- mom? No, oh. Jackie Spears. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, why I did you wait until now? Fucking wish. Just tell me that no. your mom is connected no. to Joe. but my Stone. mom did used to do, so there's this weird photo shoots for cults. No. So my grandparents, <laughs> this is actually a really weird story that I'm actually surprised I didn't tell you. I'm, in, I'm just mad. Um, I'm just <laughs> mad. I'm seeping. I'm livid. I'm crossing my arms. Uh, look out! Look at my body language! Look at my body language. I'm angry. Um, or you're cold. <laughs> okay. Um, so my grandparents used to own a photo drop-off place. And I feel like I'm going to tell this story wrong and then she's going to listen to it and be mad that I told this story wrong. <laughs> so, like, they used to own a place where you would actually go get your film developed, essentially. Yes. People... You when you get your photo developed, the people see your pictures. Like that's yes. how it used to be. Yes. Um, and I'm pretty sure my mom has told me that she has seen pictures of like dead people. Ooh. We might have to put this story in pause. <laughs> we might have to do a story about your mom. <laughs> pause this story. Okay. I'm gonna finish Jackie's fear, okay. and then I'm gonna text mom, and okay. we're gonna get the real story. Okay. And then I will tell you at the okay. end. Perfect. Teaser. Wait for the end. Um, Okay, so I also just collected some stuff because Spear is still in office. She's doing badass bitch things. Um, So she, uh, one of the things that I thought we might like to mention, on August 16th, 2017, which it happens to be mom's birthday, which is weird. What? um, Spear advocated for the use of the 25th Amendment in the U.S. Constitution to remove President Trump from office because of erratic behavior and mental instability. That placed the country in danger. (laughs) Yeah. Following his response to the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, and dealings with North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un. So basically, she was like, okay, let's get this bitch out of here. Like, you guys what is going on? I was right about this cult thing. Yeah. Remember? I was yeah. right. Yeah. So then, uh, in September 2016, Spear proposed a bill to stop sexual abuse and harassment of women in STEM fields known as the Federal Funding Accountability for Sexual Harassers Act. October 27th, 2017, Spear, as a part of the Me Too movement, posted a video sharing her experience with sexual harassment on Capitol Hill. She said that when she was in her 20s, a chief staff, chief of staff for Representative Leo Ryan kissed me and stuck his tongue in my mouth. And oh. Spear called the United States Congress a breeding ground for hostile work environment. Sorry, called it a breeding ground for hostile work environment. And she called for more sexual harassment training. Spear and Bernie, t- 
Spear and Benny Thompson are seeking to prohibit sleeping in the United States Congress offices. Um, I just added that in there because I was like, why do people sleep in there? <laughs> like, why does that happen? But I also kind of feel like I don't want my congressman to be sleepy when they're congressing. <laughs> but also, like, why are they working them so hard that they need to sleep in their office? Like, they never leave. Also, do they sleep <clears throat> on, like, the floor? Are they sleeping because they're tired or because they're lazy? Wait, I feel like they do sleep. No, it says Congress offices. I don't know. I feel like I've seen maybe they're working sleeping hard. on the floor. Yeah, when you visit your no, local like, congressional no, office. Like, you know how when you watch like CNN, maybe she doesn't want them to work too hard. No, I feel like she's saying she doesn't want them to sleep while people are like presenting bills and shit. Okay, so that's oh, okay, okay. I thought you meant in their own personal offices. Like it does say offices, but I'm not really sure. Whatever. The point is that she supports the Me Too movement. Yes. She wants to get Trump out of the office. Me too. Uh, she wants to stop sexual harassment in STEM fields. Everybody should. <laughs> Spear supports legal abortion. She took the national poll. She when she when she took when she took the national political awareness test in two thousand two, she answered abortion should always be legally available. The organizational. The organization Naral Pro-Choice America rated Jackie Spear as 100% on interest group ratings because she supported the choice of abortion in her voting for legislation. Also in 2008, Planned Parenthood organization gave Spear 100% on her actions regarding abortion. In a speech for the House floor on February 17th, Spear said that she herself had undergone an emergency d and procedure when complications developed in a wanted pregnancy. Aww. So she's got that. So she had to get... Basically an abortion because her pregnancy was... Yeah, there were complications. So. Oh. Yeah. So she... Um, Spear believes also in stricter gun control. According to her answers on the NPAT, she would like to require safety locks on all guns and background checks on prospective buyers, as well as ban certain guns other than for hunting and strengthen state restrictions on buying and owning guns. Gun Owners of America gave her an F grade. Oh, of course. And the Brady Campaign to Prevent Gun Violence and the Jack Burnham Agency Center gave her a 100% rating. The NRA and Gun Owners of California also gave her a low grade on gun rights. Gun rights. Gun rights. Like, that's a thing. Like, guns have rights. That's insane. Literally, I just read this sentence, a low grade on gun rights. That's so just, fucking bullshit. There's literally no reason my dad needs to own as many AK-47s as he does. What are you planning? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know what I Why does he have more than one? He's fucking weird. He fucking has so many. I mean, not that I even, like, I, the one freaks me out. Why does he have so many? I, I asked him what he wanted for Christmas and he said bullets and I, you're not getting those. I'm not going to feed this habit. You have a shelf full of them. So many. So many. What am I going to do when you die, dad? I don't know how to get rid of guns legally. Do you know how to do it legally? I mean, I feel like illegally I would just kind of throw them in a free pit outside your house like one does with an old couch. I was just going to say just gonna say you could just walk down Lake Street a little further and be like, who wants this gun? Gun! gun. I have a gun for you! Please don't use guns. it on me! Don't shoot me! I'm gonna throw the bullets in the other direction. <laughs> here's the gun, here's the bullet. I'm gonna run away. I'm gonna go! Have fun! Don't um, me! <laughs> anyways. Uh, environment and energy. Spear is concerned for the protection of the environment and wants to preserve the health of this planet. She lists, uh, as evidence in the decline of salmon on the West Coast as proof of global warming. 
Spear believes global warming poses a growing danger and negatively affects the environment. Wow. Shocking. What, what a revolutionary concept. What a woman. <laughs> what a woman. Um, basically, she's just kind of a badass lady and had this weird tie back to Jim Jones that I thought was fun. Yeah. She's introduced legislation to enhance information sharing between Transportation Security Administ- Administration, so the TSA, mm-hmm. um, and participating mass transit agencies in high-risk jurisdictions. The goal of this expanded relationship would be to thwart terrorist attacks against high-profile transit targets. And then the other thing that I liked was that she said... Oh, she was one of 32 members of Congress to co-sign a letter in October 2015 to the TSA requesting a reform in screening policies and procedures for transgender travelers. Yes. So that would be... So, like, so that they get to be pat down by <clears throat> the gender that they identify with. Yeah. Um, she has contributed to two books. This one, I actually think, uh, just from the title, I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, this is not the life I ordered, 50 ways to keep your head above water when life keeps dragging you down. And then the other book that she has is Update, or Undaunted, Surviving Jonestown, Summoning Courage, and Fighting Back. That says that it comes out in 2018. There's no Wikipedia for it yet, so I feel like it's not out yet. Okay, she's got also not sure. time left. Yeah, also not sure if she is, like, <clears throat> writing that. I want to read it. Yeah. Like, just from a first-person perspective of someone oh, who yeah. saw Jonestown. And survived. Right, and got shot five times and had to wait yes. 22 hours. Like, are, is that a fucking joke? Move over 50 cent. <laughs> For your tie trying. <laughs> I, I like um, that movie. So I just had some quotes by her that I liked. Um, <clears throat> Privacy is not negotiable. It's the right of every American. She talks about that a lot when she talks about, like, websites like she's very against like big brother like watching everything we do on computers and stuff like that um we must start to treat climate change as what it is a threat to united states security and we must not delay and then this one was my favorite i don't know what these republican congressmen drink that make them experts on women's reproductive health yeah (laughs) yeah yeah the most fucked up well no not the most fucked up thing but one of the majorly fucked up things is the cabinet or whatever that's in charge of women's health is all old white men yeah not a single fucking woman yeah you don't know how my uterus works so fuck you are any of you gynecologists what are your credentials also i still don't understand why a man would ever want to be a gynecologist kind of sounds creepy to me if you're good at it you're good at it yeah but (laughs) How do you know you're good at being a gynecologist when you go to gynecologist school? Maybe, like, they just have a passion for the vagina. I bet straight gynecologists are excellent lovers. Well, I would hope. They know how everything works down there. I don't know if I... Maybe all men should go to gynecology school. That's true. But also... All men. I don't want my husband digging around in vaginas all day. Well, that sounds like a trust thing. Yeah, well, and I ha- of which I have none. <laughs> so that's a different issue. You're like Alice down every rabbit hole. Oh my god, I am, but all the worst kinds. I'm the Mad Hatter. I just travel along with you. Your hair the other week certainly made it look like you were. Did I throw that insult at you, the Mad Hatter one? Or I don't think so. That would have been solid, though. Also because you were wearing a hat, I should have... Really? You messed out. I really messed up. I accidentally diffused my hair. Okay, for everyone... I'll post a picture of yes. what it looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really bad. <laughs> I have pretty naturally wavy hair, but I used to have really curly hair when I was younger. I decided my hair is. I also have bangs now. Yes, we got. We bangs. love the bangs, though. We Hannah got drunk and cut our own bangs. 
and then cut them five more times to make them right. But they look great. Um, thank you. I've never been more excited about someone's bangs. I mean, it's a it's a moment. It's in time. It's when it's, Hannah got bangs. I, it's a it was a turning point for me personally. I'm so attracted title. to you with those bangs. <laughs> Nobody can pull off bangs but Hannah Hartzler. It's a chapter title of my book. It is when Hannah got bangs. And Hannah got bangs. It's like when what what's her face got her groove back. It's when Stella got her groove back. It's when Hannah got bangs. When Hannah got bangs. <laughs> Um, anyways, I tried, turning point. I tried to diffuse my hair with my using my way wave spray and like a straight up diffuser on my hair dryer. And then I realized about halfway through that I looked like I got electrocuted, but I was like, there's no turning back now. I just have yeah. to keep going. So I'll post a picture of that because that's riveting content for you. So the insults that I threw at her were, uh, you look like Scrooge McDuck. Yep. You look like you stuck a fork in a socket. I did. You look like you are the inside of a light bulb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? I feel like I, I had some really good ones. I don't remember. It was a lot of just crying <laughs> laughing. Like there was a it lot was, of, there was like solid five minutes of right. just laughing. The meanest thing you can do to your friend is lie about right. how. <laughs> and tell me my hair looks good when I fully know it looks it, insane. Don't, don't act like it doesn't look good. But I would like gonna... to point out the next day when we went axe throwing, my hair looked fucking bomb. It came back. Okay, so the whole vending machine thing, the way it relates to my story is that vending machine food is bad for you, and so is what I'm about to talk about. And yeah, in the food sense. Okay, brothers Dick and Mac worked as set movers for motion picture studios in the late 1930s, while their father Patrick McDonald opened the Airdome, a food stand on Route 66 where he sold hot dogs. Hamburgers were later added to the menu at a cost of 10 cents with all-you-can-drink orange juice at 5 cents. Mac and Dick decided to move the restaurant to San Bernardino in 1940, where it was later named McDonald's Barbecue. Oh, where they sold shut up! Wait, they started with a hot dog stand? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Plot twist! I know, right? And then became a barbecue. Does McDonald's even sell hot dogs anymore? I don't think so. I always go for the Big Mac. I get that McChicken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nuggets come through. I don't even try with the ice cream because it's, oh, I don't want to be disappointed. Yeah. Okay, so then by 1948, they realized that most of their money came from hamburgers. So they closed their, um, so they closed the car hop drive-up restaurant and opened a new place with a new menu consisting of hamburgers, cheeseburgers, potato chips, coffee, soft drinks, and apple pie. After the first year, the potato chips and pie were swapped out for french fries and milkshakes. Ooh. So, um, And then all the ice cream machines broke. Exactly. And they've never worked since. <laughs> and, you know, when I get into the whole ice cream machine thing, because it is a part of that in McDonald's history, yeah. maybe you'll understand why uh, they're so shitty. Okay. So, Mac and Dick, they wanted their restaurant to run as efficiently as possible. First of all, I'm upset they didn't name their restaurant Mac and Dick. That certainly would have attracted me more. Right. <laughs> I hate that laugh. That was like a Jim Carrey from the mask laugh. I always say, if I was a man, I'd be Jim Carrey. Um, so, they wanted their kitchen to run as efficiently as possible, so they set it up like an assembly line. Obviously, most of this information came from Wikipedia, but as I was reading... Um, on this website, Mental Floss. I'm just going to read the direct quote from Mental Floss. Fast service restaurants in the 1940s and 50s were renowned for their car hops. 
quirky young women who delivered trays of food to parked automobiles. But franchise founders Maurice and Richard McDonald held a negative opinion about these jobs. They felt it created an atmosphere where families would be uncomfortable visiting a burger stand, populated by obnoxious teen boys, oogling employees. Oogling? They eliminated the car hop position, expecting customers to instead approach windows on foot. So basically, they moved away from people delivering food to their cars and changed it to a walk-up situation. And then they reopened December 12th, 1948, coming up on the anniversary. Mm. Uh, in April 1952, the brothers decided the restaurant needed a new look, so they hired architect Stanley Clark Meston. They drew their design ideas with chalk on the tennis court behind the McDonald's house. They made the restaurant look super flashy. This is when they created the famous neon arches, and they had a little fat guy in a chef's hat named Speedy for their mascot. Um, Cute. And then I just realized it says behind the McDonald's house, so it's like, did you guys live together? Kind of weird. Kind of weird. Mick and Dan? Or Dick and Mac? Dick and Mac. Were they friends or brothers? Bros. Oh, well, they probably lived together. At that age? Okay. Well, maybe they were weird, and they were just best friends. Maybe Maybe they were just best friends. Best friends, but I think they were married with children at this point. Okay, I hate it, but it's fine. Exactly. I don't understand this part, uh, because Wikipedia made it seem like McDonald's was just a walk-up stand, but this is what, so this is what they said. At this point, they wanted McDonald's to go from being a sit-down place to a fast food chain, so in order to make people leave faster, they turned off the heat, fixed and angled seating so the customer would sit over their food, prompting them to eat faster, spreading the seats further apart, so being less of a sociable place to dine in, and giving their customers branded cone-shaped cups, forcing them to hold their drink whilst eating, which would speed up the eating process. And I looked at pictures of the first couple of McDonald's, and I didn't see any seating areas, but okay. Okay. Uh, Other companies followed McDonald's strategies to turn their own restaurants into fast food establishments in the 1950s, including Burger King and White Castle. Ooh, so Burger King popped up real quick. Yeah, so basically McDonald's is responsible for Burger King's success in that sort of fast food, being an innovator of fast food practices, I suppose. An innovator. Mm-hmm. Wow. Innovative. Um, so I don't understand how <clears throat> it is both a walk-up and a restaurant, because it said that happened in the 50s, but again, I didn't... They probably had, like, a separate area to, like, eat? Or, like, Maybe. a separate entrance? Maybe. But again, like, when I looked at the pictures of the early McDonald's, the, the inside looked like just a kitchen, and then the outside was the walk-up area. So maybe they had seating outside the walk-up area, but it was mostly for cars, though. So I... I don't know. I no longer care to, to figure out. <laughs> to figure out. <laughs> this was all before they started franchising, though, so at this point it was still just the brothers. Dick and Mac. Dick and Mac. McDonald. There were, wait, they named their kid Mac mm-hmm. McDonald? I think his real name is Maurice. Okay. So... Got it. Mac McDonald. Got it. And that's... Cute little ring to it, though. I hate it, but I get it. Mac McDonald. Mac is better than Maurice. Maurice McDonald. Maurice and Richard. Maurice, get over here. Maurice, wash your face for for dinner. Wash your face for dinner. You can't have a dirty face at the dinner table. Didn't they used to make kids do that? Go wash up. Wash your face. Wash your hands. Wash your face, too. You're dirty. I don't think so. I don't think so. Playing in the dirt. Put on your sailor's outfit. What the fuck? <laughs> what country is this? What time is it? What year are we in? Why is he wearing a sailor's 
East Coast, so maybe it's an East Coast thing. They moved from the East to California. Um, yeah. All of our East Coast subscribers were just like, fuck you, They're no like, it's not. How did you know about our sailor suits? Leave our sailor suits alone. I still wear them. Um, They're for <laughs> special occasions only. After we wash up for dinner. Wash your face! Maureen! <laughs> Good God. Okay. No wonder he went by Mac. Yeah, because as Maurice, that's what he was expected to do. So then in 1953, they hadn't even built a restaurant with a new design, and they were already out looking for new franchise owners. The first one opening in Phoenix, Arizona. The third one was opened in Downey, California, and the Downey Stand has the distinction of being the oldest surviving McDonald's restaurant. The Downey Stand was never required to comply with McDonald's corporation remodeling and updating requests over the years because it was franchised not by the McDonald's corporation, but by the McDonald's brothers themselves to Williams and Landon. Cool. So, you know. So it's like a rebel rebel McDonald's that doesn't like, have to need, follow the rules. We're not gonna. Leave us alone. We're doing our own thing. Does it still stand today? Yeah, it's the should oldest we, surviving one. Should we go to the Downing McDonald's? Downing? Yeah. Downey. Downey. In California. Where's that? By LA? In Downey. <laughs> I don't know. It's in Downey. There's so much California to go around and all of it's on fire. That's really sad. It is really You should sad. donate to your... Some, figure out how to help that. A lot of celebrities are posting. I'm sure you can figure out how to donate if you have the money. Do it. Exactly. People's homes are <clears throat> literally inflamed. Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth are helping. They're helping. So, um, go Miley. I'm sure she listens, so. <laughs> still a felony. It's still a felony. I'm just being Noah. What's our obsession with the Cyrus family? I don't know. I just, they have quote, well, really our obsession is with Joel McHale. <laughs> no, that's true. Oh. For some reason, I just, in my head, was thinking that Joel McHale is, like, the celebrity comedian version of, oh, fuck, what, the ShamWow guy <gasps> wanted to be Joel McHale. Yeah, he did. Like, that was his goal, and he instead, did. Joel McHale is Joel McHale. <laughs> and I wouldn't have it any other and way. Me either. What was his fucking name? Douche McFuckface? Oh, Vince Offer. That's what it was. <clears throat> anyway. Offer Shlomi. Anyway. Da-da-da-da-da. Charge! Uh, in 1954, <laughs> Ray Kroc, a true piece of shit. Cool. Um, Just like Vince Offer. <clears throat> exactly. Charlie. Ray Kroc is a piece of shit. So the others, uh, other franchise owners were shitty too, but uh, he takes the cake. Or burger, as I wrote, oh apparently. God, <laughs> so Ray Kroc sold milkshake machines and learned that the brothers were using eight of them, which he found interesting. And also, he didn't believe his secretary when she said that. He was like, no, you're wrong. I'm going to have to go there. And she was like, I'm correct, but okay, misogynist. She was like, bye, bitch. You don't pay me enough for exactly. this. Uh, so he went to check it out, and he brought his friend Charles. Roy is a bad man. He knew that this could be his golden ticket, so he tried to convince the brothers to franchise their restaurants throughout the country, and the brothers were hesitant because they didn't think the self-service model would thrive in cold climates, and they already had franchises opening in their area, so they didn't want to take on the extra responsibility. Got it. Uh, my mom watched a movie about this about Roy Kroc, and she said that he stole one of the McDonald's brothers' wives and just screwed that family over in general, like, business-wise, and clearly, like, relationally, because he stole a wife. Oh, my God. You can't mm -hmm. just steal people's wives. Well, then also, I love that Anne is contributing to the podcast. Anne is. She did research for me. I, uh, that's what mom literally did, told me to do my exactly. birthday. <laughs> exactly. This episode is sponsored by our moms. Our mommies. Um, I, sorry, and I tried to watch the movie, but I wasn't interested at the time, and I'm sure it's great. It's called The Found starring Michael Keaton, who I think is a peach. 
is what I wrote. He plays Red Croc? Yeah, and he does a really good job. I love Michael Keaton. Says who? You? You've never seen it. I saw the first couple of minutes, and also my mom liked it. Okay. So, <laughs> my mom doesn't like anything. She hates literally everything. So, if Anne likes it, and I think Michael Keaton is a peach. Um, I so, love Michael Keaton. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Also, his episode of when he hosted Saturday Night Live is fucking hilarious, and everybody should just look up clips on YouTube. Yeah, all very, the wrecks today. We are very pro-Michael Keaton. Hopefully he doesn't do anything stupid, and then we gotta oh. come back and fucking apologize for being pro-Michael Keaton. Point, you can't be pro-anyone these days. No, you really can't, especially men. But up until this point in time, 11.57 a.m. on November 25th, Michael Keaton hasn't done anything wrong <gasps> to our knowledge. It's Kylan's birthday. It's Max's birthday. Happy birthday, Max, Happy and my birthday, nephew, Kylan. Has a cool mohawk. Um, I thought you were going to say has a cool mom, and I was like, true. okay, cool. Yeah. Hi. So, Croc, uh, or should we say Crook, I just thought of that one on the fly. I didn't write it down. Much better. Offered I like it. <laughs> thank you. Uh, offered to take up. That was, that was so something my mother would say. What? <laughs> my mom would make that comment. She didn't, but Or she would. Crook. Or crook. She likes to call everybody crook. I love it. I'm gonna start calling people crooks. Um, so Croc offered to take on the project and in return so he returned to his home outside of Chicago with rights to set up a McDonald's restaurants throughout the country. Wait, what, did he steal these people when did he steal the wife? I didn't really like They're like do still working with that. him while he has his stolen wife? I don't think he stole her yet. Okay. Um He we just know eventually he's gonna steal. Eventually, that. yeah. Um, so brought it to Chicago. Um, he was going to franchise the restaurant throughout the U.S. except for the handful of territories at, in California and Arizona that were already licensed by the McDonald brothers themselves. The brothers were to receive one half of one percent of gross sales. Kind of seems unfair. Since it was their idea. Uh, Crocs first McDonald's restaurant opened on April fifteenth, nineteen fifty-five. He chose the color scheme yellow and white with dark brown and red being secondary trim colors. Those colors would go on to become the colors of all the McDonald's franchises. Um, according to the BBC, psychologist Louis Cheskin convinced the franchise to keep the logo in the 1960s because of their Freudian symbolism of a pair of nourishing breasts. <laughs> <laughs> The company wound up taking Cheskin's advice, despite remodeling their storefronts. So the arch is Yeah, even though Croc didn't want to hire women in the '60s, he had to become he had to because of discrimination laws. Croc is a cock. But he yeah, but he only hired women without boobs. So yeah, makes sense. He thought boobs would be too distracting. But yeah, let's have our whole like premise whole logo based is on. Boobies. So Hooters was like, we're going to take that idea, flip it, and reverse it. Yeah. We're going to come in here and make it better. All the titties. Oh, so many titties. All the titties. Titties and ass. So, yeah, I think that's kind of fucked up. Uh, 1956, Croc wanted to open more franchises, but discovered that the McDonald Brothers had licensed the franchise rights to, for Cook County, Illinois, to the Freshlick Ice Cream Company. Croc was pissed. Uh, and wow. so he purchased, he purchased the rights back for $25,000, which in today's money would be $225,000. Uh, five times what the Fresh Lax had originally paid. And pressed forward, uh, and yeah, so he grew them. He grew them? He grew up the McDonald's, opening grew, lots of them. He grew, them. grew up the McDonald's. Uh, 1959, Croc opened 68 new restaurants, bringing the total to 102 locations. 
Holy shit. So, and we're only in the 1960s. Um, so, they started the Look for the Golden Arches campaign, which boosted sales because Crockett... Find them titties. Find the titties! Search for the nourishing breasts. Uh, he believed... Okay. So, basically... Mm, Croc believed... <laughs> Titty nation! Uh, Croc believed that advertising was an investment that would end... Uh, that would, in the end, come back many times over, and advertising has always played a key role in the development of McDonald's Corporation. In 62, McDonald's introduced a new world-famous Golden Arches logo. A year later, the company sold its millionth hamburger and introduced Ronald McDonald, a red-haired clown <sighs> designed to appeal to children. Duh, never really appealed to me. Always found it creepy. The growth of the automobile industry... Um, came with the suburbanization and the interstate highway system contributed heavily to McDonald's success. Uh, in 1961, Kroc bought out the McDonald brothers for $2.7 million, aiming at making McDonald's the number one fast food chain in the country. I'm assuming that after the whole buyout thing is probably when he stole the wife. Or maybe not. He only bought them out for $2 million. $2.7 million, yeah. And this was in 1961, so I'm sure that was a lot of but, money. But, like, I feel like the brothers now were like, well, Fuck. <laughs> yeah, they really should have gotten more, but Croc is a crook. Uh, franchises started popping up. The company went public with stocks. Again, I have no idea what that means. If you wanted to run your own franchise, you had to attend Hamburger University. McDonald's success in the 60s was in large part due to the company's skillful marketing and flexible response to customer demand. In the 60s, they offered free window cleaning. As soon as someone what pulled up, an employee, yep, an employee would come out and clean their windshield, not necessarily to be nice, but to avoid car accidents in the parking lot. Oh. With an average transaction time of just 50 seconds, McDonald's didn't really have the time or resources to put into washing dishes. Virtually all locations in the early 60s amounted to front counters and drive-in windows. There was no place to sit on the inside. The restaurant itself until 1962, when a Denver, Colorado location became the first to offer stools. Okay, so yeah, there was no seating back then. <clears throat> so I'm really not sure what Wikipedia meant. Maybe they had the date wrong, or I don't know. The kitchen used to have windows in them so people could see into the kitchen and watch employees cook. And according to the company, Vice President Don Connolly, um, that layout allowed mothers to inspect the area for cleanliness and walk away entranced with the stainless steel amenities. Dads presumably just wanted to see the meat sizzle. Is what it says. Okay. Uh, family was a key selling point for McDonald's. Time and again, spokespeople for the chain reinforced the idea of creating an environment parents would be comfortable in. The company told the press that the new locations were scouted based on the number of church steeples, schools, and residential streets nearby. Not foot traffic. McDonald's, Croc said, didn't want to cater to transients. Another effort to keep out hoodlums. No location would install a jukebox, cigarette machine, or phone booth. The jukebox, the jukebox ban was part of his three no's campaign, which also included no tipping and no car hops. Kind of weird. Uh, 1961, a burger, fries, and shake set visitors back. Wait, <clears throat> he wanted to avoid transients? Yeah. He wanted Growing to up in Lakeville, where's the one place everybody fucking hung out all the time? Mixed up. Yes. Or McQuick. <laughs> or McQuick. Literally. <laughs> Which are both based Full of transients. And gas stations. Yep. The McQuick is next to Quick Trip. The McStop is... That makes me kind of happy that his, like, I don't want any of this right. riffraff. And Lakeville people were like, fuck right. you. And there's not a lot of riffraff in Lakeville, so yeah, of course, that's where they pile up. Uh, the McStop is a truck stop. 
So you're there's hell yeah it is. There's also a Motel Six. Mm-hmm. That's because the prostitutes. Exactly. Sex and also, workers and a sex store. And a sex store. So oh, that is very convenient jo- location for <laughs> fantasy, gifts. Yeah, fantasy. Yeah. Gifts. So jokes on you, Roy Croc. It's very transient heavy these days. Boop boop boop. A meal only costs fifty cents. Uh, the chain liked to brag that an entire nuclear family could eat there for just over two dollars. Eventually, inflation happened, and burgers went from fifteen cents to eighteen. Oh shit! And now I pay like ten bucks for a fucking Big Mac. So no, you don't. <laughs> Isn't a Big Mac on the fucking dollar menu? No, Big Mac meals like put you back about ten. Oh shit! Yeah, I don't think that Big Mac. That's why I just get that dollar menu McChicken, and then sometimes I splurge and get the hamburgers too. When I'm feeling real hungry. I think it's the cheeseburgers that you're thinking of on the dollar menu. Yeah. Uh, nineteen sixty-two, the filet fish sandwich originally met with disapproval from Croc, but after its successful test marketing, he eventually agreed to add it. He developed it in Catholic neighborhoods because Catholics don't even eat on Fridays during Lent. Mm. Another item that Croc had backed a year previously, a burger with a slice of pineapple and a slice of cheese known as the Hula Burger. Uh, It flopped, but it sounds good to me. That sounds disgusting. You also like pineapple on pizza. We will never survive together. I am proud of my pineapple passion. Fucking gross. everything. Fucking nasty. Pineapple's disgusting. I fucking love pineapple. I don't understand why people are so passionate about their hatred of pineapple on pizza. People put sardines on pizza. I also think that's disgusting. Yeah. I am an advocate for pineapple on pizza and I'm not afraid to shout it to the world. We just lost so many subscribers. Well, it's your fault. Putting that garbage on pizza. Garbage pizza. You're ruining the pizza. <laughs> 1966, kids ate six burgers a week. Statistics played Shit. a big role in McDonald's success and used this in marketing campaigns. One of the things Ray Kroc used to brag about was that all the food arrived fresh. Mm-hmm. It's all. They even used to make their own fries. Eventually, the spud-related labor began to slow down service, and Kroc began phasing out the fresh fries in 1966. 1968. They, they, they started doing what to the French fries? They phased out the making their own French fries because uh, it, it took too much time. Yes. Um, so, 1968, Big Mac. 1969, McDonald's sold its five billionth burger. 1971. Five billion. Yeah. And that was just in the 60s. Can you imagine? That's so many burgers. A lot. We as a people are garbage. (laughs) Well, back then, so the meat was still fresh. It just wasn't. The fries just became not fresh. Uh, 1971, McDonald's restaurants had reached all 50 states. Fast food became a priority because Americans were always on the go. 1972, the Egg McMuffin. They started the trend of breakfast food in fast food. Yes. 74, Ronald McDonald House, to give back to the community. Children, um, so they started, yeah, they started, uh, in 19, I scat now. Uh, in, I scat now. <laughs> in 1974, Ronald McDonald House uh, became a thing. I. It was supposed to be to give back to the community, and it is, but I just assume it's a marketing move because Roy sucked. Yeah. Uh, and here's an example. They do do good things, though, Yeah, from what I've heard. I feel like it's just, like, an image thing. I mean, I do, I know they do good things, presumably. I don't know that much about it. I know it's supposed to be good, so it's not, like, a bad thing. I just feel like his motives behind it were not because he cared. Yeah. Um, here's an example as to why he sucked. So, and still, in 1974, brothers in New Zealand wanted to open a restaurant, and Roy, Roy's, resp- Roy's response was, there aren't any people. I never met a more dead than alive hole in my life. 
Oh my god. And, and his, that's his thought on New Zealand. Okay. Kiwi listeners, I I believe in you. That's I believe you exist. Sounded Australian. And you but deserve I don't know. all the hamburgers in I don't do good accents yet here. No, 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 you do. We're talking about the Irish. <laughs> the Irish are always out of breath. Um uh, so, in 1975, the first drive through window appeared, but then in 76, the New Zealand brothers managed to negotiate a deal with the corporation by selling New Zealand cheese to the U.S. to offset high costs of importing plant equipment. The first New Zealand restaurant opened in June 1976. Uh, and then in 76, they sold their two billionth burger. The by 77, they had a full breakfast menu, and I don't know if I said it out loud or not, but McDonald's started the trend of fast food breakfast. Yes, you did. Because they're trendsetters. They really are, though. I know, like, they started everything. They did. They're monsters. Uh, In 1979, they introduced the Happy Meal and also Braille. They created Braille? (laughs) Yes. McDonald's? McDonald's! No, they just added Braille to, like, the menus and shit. Good for them. 1980s, a period of aggressive advertising campaigns and price slashing in the Burger Wars. Burger King suggested to customers, have it your way. Wendy's offered itself as the fresh alternative and launched their Where's the Beef campaign. McDonald's sales and market were still... McDonald's was still doing well. <laughs> McDonald's was unfaced. <laughs> really, it was just like, oh, Burger Wars, nice try, we're McDonald's. 1980, the McChicken. Nobody wanted it. Uh, Rude! <laughs> no one wanted the McChicken, so they introduced McNuggets, which were still delish. Okay. In 85, salads... 87, one-fourth of all breakfast eaten out of the United States came from McDonald's. Gross. 88. I just... I just put 1988. Picks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They added pictures to the menu. Picks! <laughs> I, I could sense that this was getting super long, so I tried to condense it as much as possible. Got it. Um, in 1990, China and Mix, Mick Recyclable. Buying recycled stuff that's all the time. <laughs> uh, which I, I, I assume means they opened restaurants in China and then started a recycling campaign. Nice. In 1991, they started the Express location, which doesn't make sense to me as it's supposed to be a fast food restaurant. And well, I think Express locations just have less, like, on the menus. In 1992, it says Braille and Picks. Mm. I thought we already did the Braille and Same. Picks. 1995, they introduced the first kosher McDonald's. Uh, they wanted to respect food customers in other countries, or food, they wanted to respect other, like, countries' food customs. Again, I don't think this is coming out of, like, a place of kindness and good heart. It's all marketing. Well, like, is Crocs still in charge? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, in 1996, they made some business mistakes, however. They tried to make a deluxe adult menu that was more pricey. They spent $200 million developing it, and it bombed. That's fucking hilarious. In 1997, they stopped opening as many restaurants, but by the end of 97, they opened 23,000 restaurants with 2,000 new ones opening each year after that. Uh, Probs cuz Beanie Babies. And the Did Somebody Say McDonald's campaign? For some reason, that worked. Are you going to explain the Beanie Babies? Because, like, I know. (laughs) I know. But, like, I don't know if other people know. Um, McDonald's Happy Meals used to come with collectible mini Beanie Babies. They weren't, like, the... Legit ones, they were like not. I, they're not a knockoff. They were still no, they mini were babies. They were just tiny. Yep, they were just the mini ba- mini babies. Also, mini beanie babies. The plates really worked for me too. 
I really liked when they came out with the Hercules plates. Do oh, you remember those? I only remember the Hercules. Were there other movies, or was it know. just Hercules because he was, like, Greek, Greek and they, like, They plates. loved plates in Greece. And vases. <laughs> yes, you also got a vase if you got an adult meal. <laughs> a decorative vase straight from Greece. Straight from handcrafted from Greece. I love Greece. Okay, I well, I've never been there. And you should. So. I've been. It's weird. Should I talk about it? Yeah. I love Greece. I'm so cultured. I've been. Uh, anyway. <clears throat> I'm so cultured. <laughs> you. <laughs> you should have fucking say that. <laughs> I just, you know, I like to get out of my own country. I've, what can I say? I've been to I'm Mexico. I'm just so cultured. I've been to Mexico. I've been to Australia. I've been to Paris. I've been to Greece. Um, I was in New Zealand for a short spell because I had a layover. <laughs> And I also had a layover in Germany. So cultured. And they hated me. In Germany, they fucking hated me. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, the Beanie Babies really worked for me personally, and the plates also rocked my world. I wanted all of them. Yep. yep. I wonder if we can find those on Amazon. I want the Hercules the plates. The plates? Again. Yeah. They're probably, like, expensive. I don't know. Sometimes I th the things I think are going to be expensive don't actually end up being Beanie Babies are collect. Well, certain ones are super expensive. I better still have my fucking Beanie Babies. We had the Princess Diana one, but it's not in the box. But of course we had the Princess Diana we one. We did too. My mom fucking loves... I don't know why my mom doesn't live in England. This ring that she mm -hmm. gave me is a knockoff of Princess Diana's. I know. I know. <laughs> and we had the Princess like, Diana everything. I love it. She's, she's a big fan. Anne is a big fan of the royal family and the queen. So. Um. Doo -doo -doo. So... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, I wrote down, this was getting pretty damn long, so I skipped over the rest of the 90s. Let's just say they had their ups and downs. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> so in 2000, the Food Nation book was published, um, and it was very critical of McDonald's, obviously. And then in 2001, do you remember that Monopoly, the Monopoly game? I think they still do it. Do I live under a rock? I don't know. You made me explain the Beanie Babies thing. Yeah, because I know, but the, okay. Monop McDonald's Monopoly and the fact that they used to give out little Beanie Babies are two different things. Like, <laughs> everybody, yes, they still do it. I never understood the McDonald's Monopoly thing. You got pieces, I, I don't... just know that sometimes when you peel it off, you get a free fry or a oh, free Coke true. or whatever. It's like you have to get, like, all the... You have to get a Monopoly. Um, I think they, they must have used to give out money because they there do. was a scam. Oh, there, well, they was originally a scam. Yeah, all the McDonald's they, employees. Well, they stole the winning pieces. Yeah. So that was Fucking the asshole. That was a scam. Um, and then also same. Yeah. Did they get caught? Like, were they in mm -hmm. trouble? Fuck. Yeah, they got caught. That's how I know of the scam in two thousand one. <clears throat> I think they got rid of it for a while because didn't they like bring it back? Probably with a way that the employees can't scam mm -hmm. you out of it. Although I highly doubt that there's. I feel like you probably can still get some money out of it. Well, I feel like in regards to a free fry, I would just eat the fries out of the cookery. I don't know. The cookery? In the kitchen. I would just like eat those fries in the cookery. <laughs> I eat those fries. Wait, I don't know. What country are you in? Let's go in the cookery. Bitch, it is British. Is cookery a word? Yeah, yeah. 
Oh my god. The practice or skill of preparing and cooking food. So it's a noun. Oh my god. European peasant cookery. It's not a like, it's not a, I don't think it's like a. McDonald's is kind of a peasant place cookery. you can go. <laughs> <laughs> they have the process of cookery. And it's like in the cookery. <laughs> well, if it's a noun, then it has to be a person, place, or thing. It's an adjective. It wouldn't be. It's if it's a noun. But it says the practice or skill. It's a practice or a skill. It's a thing. That makes it a verb. No. How dare they? No, you can't. Verb. Do just do it. Cookery. You can cook. Yeah. You. Yeah, but cookery <laughs> is the act of you cooking. It's the thing. A person plays a thing. It's a thing. That's what I said. It's, it's not a verb. It's verb. Like, oh, verb. It's what you do. The verb is cook. <laughs> verb. It's what you do. It's like baking. <clears throat> it's an act. Um. So. Anyways. The cookery. Let's eat some fries. I right, can't believe. Cookery. I can't believe it's an actual word, and I can't believe. Cookery. I can't believe it's actually British. I just straight up went British, and I was like, that's gotta be it, man. It sounds a little fancy. We're going in the cookery. We're going in the cookery. It doesn't, we're using it wrong still, but. <laughs> cookery the is fantastic. Of the, cookery. the art of the cookery. McDonald's, the history. Oh, the art of cookery. <laughs> cookery. I would interrupt the process of cookery to steal some fries. <clears throat> okay. And that was our fun accent tangent that we had to go on for each fucking episode. They're only kind of good. No. <laughs> they wouldn't no. convince anybody. They might be offensive. Oh, bitch, we're going to the cookery. <laughs> Wait, you said it wasn't a place. It's not. It's still incorrect. <laughs> it's a state of mind. Cookery yeah. is a state of mind. I've just really been getting down with my cookery. I've been getting down. I've just really been getting in touch with my cookery. <laughs> And 2004, the Super Size Me movie guy Stop. came out. <laughs> Stop. Morgan Spurlock. Um, he got fat. Have you <clears> seen <throat> that movie? Yeah. Maybe I think we, they made us watch it in good. film class. Yeah, it's good. <clears throat> um, made me really, um, my stomach hurt. Oh, yeah. For a long time. Yeah. So like, he, and I wasn't even eating it. <clears throat> I think he gained 30 pounds. Didn't he only eat it every day for a month? Mm-hmm. And he gained 30 pounds. So then uh, that's when McDonald's got rid of their Super Size Me option. Oh, I didn't know that. Good for yeah. him. Um, then 2005, Singapore introduced McDelivery. 2006, murder! Uh, murder? There's murder! It was Ronald McDonald in the back cookery with the knife! <laughs> the I was really nervous. You weren't going to get there, but you did. <laughs> I was sitting there like this. With the weapon on the edge of your seat. Uh, um, literally. A girl, uh, so a girl got murdered working in a restaurant in Vancouver. Um, she was murdered by a schizophrenic sex offender. <clears throat> what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And then 2015, they interest all day breakfast. And then in 2018, <laughs> they ban straws in the in the UK and Ireland. No, wait, I can't get over the fact that you just went from murdered by a schizophrenic too. And then all day breakfast got introduced. <laughs> it wasn't a cause of the murder. It was just next in line in the timeline that is McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's reaction to the murder was to introduce all day breakfast. <laughs> We're gonna distract you. Fucking nine years later. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, and then in 2018, they banned straws in the United Kingdom and Ireland. That wasn't an Irish Ireland. Ireland. <laughs> Maybe they're all out of breath because there's too many McDonald's. Probably. Seems likely, but now they don't have straws. So. Yeah, so you're gonna have to just put your mouth directly under the soda machine. Yeah. That's exactly more, it, that's what they're doing. I mean, that seems Irish. <laughs> yeah, those fucking Irish, they can't wait. They're like, give me the pop now, lucky charms. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going over to 
this show is really just called <laughs> Hannah and trying to do horrible offensive accents. <laughs> and then we're going to go over to Scotland and search for the Loch Ness Monster. Now that we've been captivated, now that we've been captivated by our strawless McDonald's pop machine. <clears throat> yeah, I skipped over a lot because it got. Really oh, was that the end? Mm-hmm. It's 2018. Fucking all day breakfast and get rid of straws. Yeah, get got get rid of. We don't go get rid of them. We don't get rid of them. We don't got rid of them. <laughs> um, Cockney accent sounds like a garbage disposal trying to speak. I love all accents, including a Cockney accent. Adele has a Cockney accent, and it's. Oh wait, I feel like I've said this before, and someone told me that was wrong. I just feel like. Um, a garbage disposal isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's like we said with your hair. If it's bad, we're going to point it out because we care about you. <laughs> That's amazing. So, yes, my mom used to work when she was 15 until she was 18. She worked at our her parents' photo drop-off. So people used to get their film developed. Mm-hmm. An um, ancient practice. One <laughs> of, yes. Um, one of their clients was the Blue Earth County Sheriff's Department. Oh. And my mom's job Yikes. was to, um, she printed, basically she printed the death pictures. Okay. So she printed, it says she was in charge of all of the black and white pictures, and that's what the death pictures were in. So she saw all these <clears throat> pictures, and I said, um, why did they take pictures of people? Like, I'm confused. Like, I didn't understand why the sheriff's department was taking pictures. Well, yeah. And she said, like, when people died, suicide and accidental deaths, whenever there was a death that might be questionable, they would take these. So, And I said, like, crime scene pictures? And she said, yeah. Yeah. So my mom, when she was 15 to 18, would <gasps> develop You need to write that into my pictures. favorite murders. You need to write that into my favorite murder. Okay. I <laughs> You must. But literally... Um, told me this like randomly one day. I was like, oh well I've seen crime scene pictures. That's literally she my said, dream. she hates it. She hates she will not talk to me like really like in depth about it. Like when I asked her when she fucking scarred her. Well when she first was talking to me because she we were t- discussing how like my sisters and I have this obsession with my favorite murder. Yeah. Um and she was like, I just don't get it. I don't like I don't know how you guys can listen to stuff like that. And I was like, I think crime scene pictures are like super interesting. And then mom was like, they're not. They're horrible. They're like horrible to look at and like these are real people. And, like, mm-hmm. things like that. And I was like, yeah, that's valid. But, like, out of nowhere, this, I found this out, like, six months ago. Oh, my God. I, that's, like, my dream. I would so love to find out So, she used to be things. the one. And, like, I, you don't really think about the one that, like, yeah, there are crime scene photos. But someone had to, like, develop those. Like, that was her job was to that's develop the black and white pictures. That's interesting to me that the development didn't come from, like, a, a police person. It came from just, like, your average it's Joe. the Blue County Sheriff's Department. <clears throat> but they got their pictures developed in, at my grandparents' photo place because i mean Acclaimed it's a smaller thing. it's a smaller i'm sure sheriff's department it's not That's like they true. have like their own printing place when they used to have to like actually get your pictures developed and that was a really long time ago when they didn't understand the fucking psychological effects of shit like that i'm sure i just it blows my mind but That's my insane. mom used to do that it's pure insanity but yeah so i just thought that was a fun story <clears> I would tell you. but so so yeah this was episode was about loose connections to jonestown and a politician that isn't horrible just wanted to shed some light on her she's yeah. kind of a ba lady and then and shitty mcdonald's practices fucking jim cockface roy roy cockface roy crook as he's I'm a sure. crook he's a crook he steals wives 
I like that that was just like casually placed in there. Like also he stole. Not only did he like take their company, he like stole. Oh yeah, he fucked the them in the ass with a rigid dildo without oh, God. lube. No, don't <clears throat> don't a rigid. That just means like it's a, hard. No, like a, I meant like a ribbed, but like in a bad way. Like, like a, a spike. Like a spike. Like a spiky dildo in the ass with no lube is. It, yeah, I'm anyway. sure my mom really loves that <clears throat> thematic <laughs> imagery. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so gonna, I'm not gonna tell her not to listen to this one because no, it's a good fine. one. Yeah, that's great. And also, she can just deal with some aggressive yeah. um um similes or metaphors yeah. or whatever it's the fuck visuals. we're using. Visuals. <laughs> She's dealt with worse visuals. Yeah. And on that note, oh, accurate. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. That's, Thanks. Let uh, if you. I mean. It would be cool if you could subscribe and rate five stars and potentially leave a comment and follow yeah. us on Instagram. Tell us more podcasts. We want this to be like a cool, like successful thing. We appreciate everybody that already listens. And even if, I mean, especially if we don't know who you are, cause you don't really know us anything. And there's only a certain amount of time in a day. I don't know why I'm just blankly staring at you. <laughs> you got it. Good. Well, I mean, there's only a certain amount of time in the day and like this podcast is usually an hour. So it's really cool that people take an hour out of their day to, to listen to us. And why did you just spit your coffee out? It's really hot. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's much appreciation. So if you could show some love back, that'd be dope. Also. Dope. Anyway, ta-cha for now. Bye-bye. <laughs> Get the cookery. <laughs> we must get the cookery. Oh my god, it's so hot. Is that funny? That's funny. <laughs> okay.